Hello, one and all, and welcome to Film Fragments, a podcast where we take fragments of an actor, director, or genre and tell you our favorites from their catalog. My name is Brian Suffield. I'm your host, and I'm very excited to welcome you guys to this week's episode of Film Fragments, where today we are going to be talking about our favorite film starring Brendan Fraser. The Whale is dropping in theaters this week in a very limited release, so now people are starting to finally be able to see it, which is very, very exciting. But today, today... On the show, I have the person who proclaims themselves to be the biggest Brendan Fraser fan of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is such an honor to welcome Adriano Caparuso to today's show. Adriano, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't not only I don't just proclaim it. It's just it's factual. It's signed into law. I am the biggest Brendan Fraser stan of all time. He is my king. Oh, I, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, somebody so, else willingly saw for vengeance in theaters. I don't think so. <laughs> so, Adriano, it's such an honor to have you on the show today to talk I, about Brendan Fraser. I'm, I'm very excited to be talking to you about this wonderful, glorious, kind individual who just yeah. warms all of our hearts and just makes us smile and think about sunshine and rainbows. It's just, like yeah. he's he's the best. He's literally the king, like you said. He's just he so incredible. And yeah. <laughs> before People we like get to- in, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead. People no. like to crash on his... Um... It's filmography, but I'm like, hey, listen, sure, not all of his movies are masterpieces, but like it is impossible to look at that guy and not just be like just so endeared by him. Oh, my God. Of course. As a child, I just loved him growing up. Like, even if he's playing the most despicable character, it's like, oh, it's Brendan. Like, it's just it's just so it's just so joyous. Yeah, grab his little cheeks and it's he's the best. He's the he's the best. Our little baby Brendan. So. I like to throw a curveball question at the start of these podcasts. So if you could take one Brendan Fraser character out to dinner, whether it's with your family, friends, or just yourself, which character would it be? Good question. Oh, man. I would probably go with Robot Man from the show Doom Patrol. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or Cliff. And because – that character is such an endearing, uh, you know, he he's has a like a obviously rough exterior because he's you know a robot, but like he's just such a a guy, such a caring human being, much like the real Brendan himself. Uh, he just seems like a guy that you just want to hang out with all the time. And oh, absolutely, I'd love to you know have a meal with him. Although it'd be a little awkward because he can't eat. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He can't eat. Just not realizing. Just not realizing shit. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this is a very um easy answer for me. I'm gonna go with Damian Drake. I have to go with Damian Drake. Yes. I just I, I just I have to listen, I have to go with the guy whose dad is the best and like I, I just I just want to know about his dad and everything. I just I, I want to know all these things about how <laughs> you seen those mummy movies. I'm in them more than Brenda Fraser is. We'll talk more yeah. about that movie later on. We'll definitely oh, talk yes, about that movie later will. on. So, oh, yes, yeah, we will. so, yeah, Damian Drake Jr. to be exact would be yeah. my, my not Damian Drake Sr., although that would be a cool dinner as well. Yeah, Damian Drake Jr. is my pick. So 
regarding a bit about yourself, talk a little bit about what got you into film, why you love it so much, and tell us a little bit about why does Adriana love film so much? What's your journey with film? My journey, man. Oh, man. I think I was young. I was definitely a young, young little lad. <laughs> and I watched the, uh, as any precocious, uh, I think I think I was like nine-year-old, I saw the film uh, uh, Creatures in the Black Lagoon. <laughs> as any precocious nine-year-old can tell you that was their favorite film um and uh you know it was the, a combination of movies like that like uh, where that and also like pulp fiction at a young age where i was sneaking uh, uh viewings of it and i'm like oh I'm, I'm so grown up but i was just kind of like man I, at the time i was just watching freaking what 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 like uh shrek 2 and i'm just like why aren't there any ogres dancing in this one <laughs> and i'm like i didn't know you can do things <laughs> i didn't know this medium can be done used for anything more than that and you know i just and then it just kind of evolved from there i just kept watching movies a lot of it with actors i love like ren frazier uh you know i because i before i was watching Tunes back in action every fucking day we'll get to that um I also started watching Insinio Man, and I'm just like, wait, like you can do a lot, like with this medium. And then uh, around that time, Avatar came out, like, you know, it just kept on evolving it from there and there and there. And then I remember in 2013, I somehow I forget how, but <laughs> I watched the movie Dallas Buyers Club, and I'm being like, oh, Matthew McConaughey, so good in this. I hope he wins some trophies. And then he did, and I just thought, like, whoa, these Oscar stuff is so cool. <laughs> well, that's my really weird journey. <laughs> very very unique journey into film. It's very out of yeah. left field. Very, like, everyone has the typical, I was young, and my parents got me into cinema and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, your story is very different, I which I appreciate. It's very much you. It's very much Adriano. Yeah. So it, it fits perfectly yeah. with... Uh, I will say a lot of it also, a lot of that also kind of evolved with a lot of comedy films, mainly with Will Ferrell, Adam McKay. That also really helped me out there. Like get into not only film in general, but also that style of like just right. absurdist comedy, which is something I am absolutely in love with. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And to go into our topic a little bit regarding Brendan Fraser, why do you think a lot of people especially now are so excited to see him on the big screen, but also why do you think that there was a period in time where everybody loved seeing Brendan Fraser on the big screen? Like what makes you such a fan of Brendan's work? And why do you think a lot of people continue to celebrate him as an actor? Well, I think for me, at least it, it, he just kind of reminds me of a guy from my childhood, just someone I loved watching so, so much. But I think the reason, like, like I said, you know, you definitely look at his filmography and kind of be like, you know, not not all the best films here. I think it's just he has such an endearing quality to him that, A, yeah, it reminds people of childhood a little bit, um, but also just something about him is so endearing and so uh, lovable to watch. And even even when, even even in garbage that he's been in, you're just like he has this instantly infatuating quality to him that how do you not like you know and also i think partly because he's been gone for so long have like this big comeback and kind of reminding people why people fall in love with him so much is just you know it's so lovely to watch yeah i mean he has this very lovely persona to 
mm-hmm. his personal life, but then also as an actor, I mean, he has so much range. Like he could do comedy really well. He has so much yeah. charm and quirk to his characters, but he's also able to show a more vulnerable side to his performances, which I really appreciate. He's a very versatile performer with so much range. And as I got older and I started going through more of his films, I started to see that. And now, especially with The Whale coming out, I was like, I really did not see him have the chops that he brought here. I really didn't think that he could bring it. I knew he could, but he went even further. And we'll talk about The Whale a lot later on in this episode, for sure. But yeah, I love Brendan. And he's just one of the most loving, endearing people in Hollywood working. And he really is a gifted performer. And I'm so happy to see him back. I really... Like I grew up loving him and I'm so glad that now as a young adult, I could see him continue to act. And now he's working with all these filmmakers, Soderbergh, Aronofsky, Scorsese. Like, I mean, Dude, like it's incredible. Out, I'll be honest. Like as such a mega fan, when that news came out, I, 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 I like, I cried. Like, I was, no, that I was, was like the most like, surreal. Like, I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. I, I never, I genuinely, I remember the day that of the whales, premiere at venice and just see him on the red carpet i'm just like i never thought this day would come like i oh, never thought this day I, if never it was so weird because it was like oh my god like this is a- it's actually happening like he's now he's coming back like he's coming back oh my god, oh my god. it's it's so it's, it's so exciting he's he's just so great like he just evokes this war and it's really hard too to come across somebody that like you said doesn't at least like brenda fraser like you don't have to necessarily love him as an actor but as a person it's so it's hard. hard not to like him. It's it's hard. Like, like there's probably so many people out there that we may not think are talented at what they do, but as people, they're great. And Brendan yeah. is one of the best out there. Like, he genuinely is one of those people seems- that you see and then you just smile. Like, you just you, there's some yeah. glimmer of hope. There's some glimmer of hope. He he just seems so gracious too. Like, he just seems Absolutely. so grateful about everything. You know what I mean? Like. This whole, to this whole, like, I mean, anybody would be like so grateful to be going to be have like this moment that he's going through right now. Like, obviously, the road, road, a road to it was a nightmare, but like, mm-hmm. like this entire thing, it has to be the like a moment where it, I'll be honest, if I was in issues, I'd be like, suck it. Let's just give everyone the thing, like, yeah, suck on that, you big fat fucks. But seriously, uh, I, <laughs> this guy, he's just so gracious and like so happy that he gets to, you know, he's. You know, he's taking all in with, you know, the best way a human can. Seriously, absolutely. A hundred percent agree with you on that. So now let's get into our list. It's time, yes. ladies and gentlemen, for you to hear our top five favorite films starring Brendan Fraser. So, Adriano, what is your number five favorite Brendan Fraser film of all time? Senior Man. One of the films that I, uh, you know, it's a movie that. I like saw the Rotten Tomatoes score and I was just like, this is, I am so angry that it's that low. (laughs) I can definitely acknowledge the flaws of it, but I just, it's such an, it's a film that I just think about. And I just, I I rewatched it not too long ago and I'm just like, yeah, I, I, yeah, objectively this isn't good, but like, you know, I just, I'm having the time of my life watching it. Like it's, it's so lovable and it gets some laughs out of me. It's a fun adventure film. Like I don't get, you know, I think these these dang critics they don't get it. 
I I love it. I love Antonio Man. <laughs> no, Antonio Man is a very fun movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It's been so long since I've seen it. I was gonna rewatch it in preparation for this, but just time and personal life gets in the way, and yeah, you yeah. don't have time oh, to yeah, watch yeah. everything. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this as a kid, and I find it so incredibly fascinating that come the Oscars, when Brendan Fraser wins his Oscar. He's going to be winning an Oscar the same night as his Encino Man co-star, Ki-Hu Kwan. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's going to be so epic. It's going to be one of the most epic. And That's... honestly, I didn't even think about it until I just pulled it up. I'm like, oh, my God, Ki-Hu Kwan was in that. And it says that this was the last film he was in until last year, right before Everything Everywhere. So it's Bro. nuts. Oh, my God. Like this nuts. This oh my god! Can it be the March twelfth yet? <laughs> like seriously, I needed to. For, it, my birthday's going to be the best ever because that's literally going to be when <laughs> Brendan wins his Oscar. Like, listen, if oh, something else wins god. Best Picture, fine, whatever. But Brendan's going to yeah. win his Oscar, and so is Kihu Kwan. And it's like, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good it's day. This a, will make up if something night. I like does not win Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> this will be all good. Before all good. Loses picture. We're we're good. We're solid. Oh my god! Absolutely. <laughs> so, Encino Man is your number five. It's a very funny film. So, my number five is a completely different film. It is not funny whatsoever, but it finally also came out in 1992. I think. Am I right? Let's make sure. I fact check on air. Let's see. I believe. Yes, I am correct. My number five is School Ties, which I just watched for the first time this past weekend and i thought this was quite good i'm a big coming of age fan that's my favorite genre of all time so when i heard that brendan fraser was headlining this movie i'm like of course i gotta go see it and of course he is as stunning as you could possibly think like it's it's incredible and i find it so cool how this movie has a lot of early performances for a lot of actors that became famous later on like matt damon Ben Affleck, Cole Hauser, mm. Anthony Rabb, Chris O'Donnell was in it just off of Scent of yeah. a Woman. So I think even though this movie was very good, I really enjoyed it. I will admit it coming out at the same time as like Dead Poets Society or Scent of a Woman. It's like, oh, all these movies that are set in like the 50s, 60s where they focus on all boy prep schools and, you know, people coming up and adolescence and coming of age stuff. And this story is very interesting because Brendan Fraser is this incredibly talented football player. He lands this scholarship to go to this prestigious school and athletic scholarship. It's all great and everything, but he hides that he's a Jew. And, you know, it's very traumatizing for him to hide who he is and once it finally comes out, it all goes down a terrible road for him. And it's very compelling to watch. And Brendan's performance is absolutely unbelievable. He is so good in this. And massive fuck you to Matt Damon because, oh, my God, like, I love Matt Damon. He's a great actor. He really is. And he could play nice people really well. But when he plays cocky, arrogant motherfuckers, good God, I just want to <laughs> choke him so badly. But, no, this That's is a very – Literally, seriously, like – I really liked the movie a lot. I highly recommend it to anyone out there that especially this was one of Brendan's first Lee roles that came out the same year as Encino Man. And it showed the amount of range that he has. And it's a pretty good coming of age film. And yeah, even though it kind of feels akin to a Dead Poet Society, 
it's it's a feel good, wholesome tale, and I like it a lot. I really enjoyed this movie. So, are you gonna pass, or is this not on your list? Oh, it's on. It's, it's on my list, but it's ooh. my number four. Ooh, ooh, very so, fitting segue. So now I you're number well four. Talk about it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so why is School Ties your number four? I think it's a terrific movie. I really think it's a it's a really really good movie. I can definitely you know some people have called it a little heavy handed, and I can definitely acknowledge where that's coming from. But I think you know it's such a it's a very easy movie to get behind. You know what I mean? Like it's it's morals are very great. It's it's the performances are all fantastic. It's like Frasier. Oh my God. So like a very charming and very uh, out of type performance from the guy. Literally uh, got chills when he stood in the rain, just waiting to see who put who the flag his in his room. And he just screamed, yeah. coward! Oh my yeah. God. It was, oh it was great. Incredible. Uh, you know, uh, can I, you know, can, can I see the ending coming? Yeah. A little bit, but like, yeah, same. it's such a power it's a very powerful film nonetheless it's like about intolerance and about like you know like how this guy had to just pretend he was someone else and when that revelation comes out that scene where they're all deliberating on who it was i'm just Mm -hmm. like this is good writing this is good writing so good that one guy's like yeah i'm anti-semitic but you know what Uh, he wouldn't do that yeah like it's incredible stuff. And seriously, yeah, massive fuck you to Matt Damon. Good God. Matt Damon, go buy a zoo and jump in the lion's pit, you fuck. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You Bostonian little shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like damn apples, nerd. <laughs> also, happy 25th anniversary to Goodwill Hunting today. Happy so we're recording this. for Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Great stuff. Love it so much. So... My number four, I'm very sorry to all the 90s people out there. The Mummy is my number four. I'm so sorry that it's very low. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So um, I I really loved this movie growing up as a kid. Adrian was like, oh, my God, why? But um, I watched this more religiously as a kid than I have as an adult. I just watched it again for the first time as an adult, like last night. And I hadn't seen it probably since I was like 17 years old. I think I love myself a good adventure film and Brendan Fraser. Good God. He has the leading man charisma here. Like this is where it comes in as like a blockbuster movie star. And he oozes the screen and Rachel Vice. Good God, Rachel, please marry me. Good God. Like, holy shit. Rachel, I know you're listening. Leave Daniel Craig. He's not good enough. Oh, please leave Daniel and come come to the suds. Let's go. Just come to the sud field. Like it's time. It's time. Come it's to time Suds for you. Town. It's come to Suds Town. It's time. It's time for a change, Rachel. But no, I. It's it's a such an entertaining movie. It's so good and. It wouldn't work as well if it wasn't for the great charisma from Brendan because you need a good lead to headline this fun action adventure movie that feels akin to like an Indiana Jones or something that you would see in the 90s. And again, it wouldn't work if it wasn't for Brendan. And he has fantastic chemistry with Rachel Weiss. And the CGI, I think, is very impressive. And I can't say too much because it's like, what can I say that hasn't been said already about this movie? It's cheesy. It's ton in cheek, but it's so much fun to watch because you love watching these actors 
battle mummies and it's great. And, you know, for a long time, I was like, oh, man, this does take place in the past because I do wonder what it would have been like if this took place in present day. I'm glad it didn't take place in the in the present because it wouldn't have worked as well. And to gar- and to comment on the sequels, haven't seen them since I was a kid. The second one is very enjoyable. The Mummy Returns it's not as good as the first, but it's enjoyable. And Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Good God, honestly. Even when I was 10 years old and I went to go see it with my parents, I wanted to leave. I was so bored. I was like, can we go see Journey to the Center of the Earth again, Mom and Dad, please? <laughs> like That was out at the same time as that movie. And I'm just like, man, I'd rather see that again. But The Mummy, so much fun. It, it still holds up, in my opinion. Yeah, sure, some of the CGI is a little dated. Yeah, some of the humor may not be as funny as it was before. But overall... It's what you look for in a fun blockbuster, and I enjoy it very much. So I would assume you're going to pass. Am I correct or am I wrong? My number three. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is I'm, this... sen- I- I'm sensing a pattern. <laughs> I-, I, think- I think we're going to go down the same pattern. I don't know. I don't know. I ha- I don't know. I, I-, I don't know. So <laughs> the mummy, speak your mind about Speak your thoughts. Not much you haven't said. Like the Mummy is just a the funnest movie. <laughs> it is such a <laughs> blast to watch. Like it's, I think it's very funny. I think it's a very like fun. Like it's very nineties. You know what I mean? Like it's very fun nineties romp. Like and this nice like horror. It not horror, but like you know scary quote unquote mm-hmm. kind of uh, adventure film. Uh, yeah, like you said, Rachel Weisz is uh, like she's fantastic, but Brendan, it's that charisma, man. It's that charisma, like that '90s kind of charisma mm-hmm. uh, that guides this thing. And you know, I don't know why he couldn't have had a cameo in the Tom Cruise one. Like, you know, I'm just saying. Oh man, he should have. Would have made would have made that one out of ten and a two out of ten. I'm just saying. Um, I it would have raised the two out of five to probably a four and a half out of five out for of me. <laughs> it would have been right there, right, right there. Yeah, no, I, it's it's just it's one of my favorite uh, '90s film, like '90 action films of all time, like hands down. Um, it, it was it. Wait, was this one with the Rock or was that Returns? That was Returns. That was Returns, right? Um, but you know, it, again. It's hard. Not, it's one of those Brendan Fraser movies. It's just movies in general where it's like, I I recognize how cheesy it is. I recognize mm-hmm. that. How the hell are you not? How, you have to be the biggest cynic to be like, mm, this isn't good. But like, I'm sure there's some. Art. There's probably somebody out there. There's, oh, there's probably some someone wine, out there. There's some wine drinking, moniker wearing, totally mustache, top hat wearing nerd <laughs> going like, where's this is not cinema? Like, yes, it is. Yes, it is, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I, I I love the mummy. I love the mummy so goddamn much. It's it's so good. It's just so much fun. I like it's a blast. It really is a blast. And we don't get these kinds of movies anymore. And when we try to get movies like that, it just it doesn't work. They something tried. should something should just stay in the 90s. Something and now now if 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 tomorrow now. I wake up, if I wake up tomorrow and if there's a report saying Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice are coming back from Mummy 4. Would I watch in a heartbeat? Absolutely. I would. Absolutely. I break into the studio and I'd steal the uh, reels. I'd be like, this is mine now. I want to watch it now. Like, please, please, like, let's have that happen. Like, absolutely. But don't don't get someone that 
makes shitty movies to direct it. Get Darren Aronofsky to do it. Darren, yeah. you got have the balls to work with your ex and just just do it. Just just do it. Do it, coward. Maria Bello, get the fuck out. Just go no. away. Just go away. <laughs> Not my Evelyn. Not oh. my Evelyn. <laughs> Not my, God. <laughs> it's like not my Roderick, but instead it's not my Elvelyn. Not my Roderick. <laughs> See, no, I, I, I bet, I bet people that are like, that were born in the early nineties are like, huh, what's well, not my Roderick. They need <laughs> like, to get cultured. Like, yeah, ASAP. Ser- seriously, seriously. Oh my God. That was a trend for a while. That was, oh God, what a great trend. And now my number three, I'm going to go. With one I just watched, 1998, the year I was born, Gods and Monsters, from director Bill Condon. Now, Brendan is not the lead of this. He is the second lead of this. So this stars Ian McKellen as director James Whale, who is best known for directing Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein, is a fictionalized telling of the last days of his life. And it goes through some of his experiences in World War One, but it also focuses on his homosexuality. And Brendan Fraser comes to the picture where he starts mowing the lawn and um, <clears throat> he's basically doing housework. He's basically doing housework. It's like he's a gardener and everything. Like literally when he comes up and he takes off that shirt and it's him with that white tank top and that tattoo comes up. I'm like, oh, my God. Slay, Brendan. Slay. Like, oh, my God. Like, simmer down, please. Go um, out. <laughs> but, no, I thought this movie was very engrossing. It was a very captivating drama. Ian McKellen is incredible in this. Yeah. He is fantastic. Oh like, he is so good in this. Honestly, I haven't seen a lot with him outside the big budget franchises, but this might be my favorite performance that he's given outside of, like, Lord of the Rings and X-Men. He is really fucking good in this movie. He got an Oscar nomination for this, and this was nominated for a few Oscars, actually. It was nominated for quite a lot. Uh, Lynn Redgrave got nominated for Support and Actress, and then this actually won the Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar. It's just so crazy that Bill Condon, the writer and the director of this movie, his filmography is just so wild to me in terms of what he's written and directed. So he wrote Chicago. Uh, he directed Dream Girls. He also directed the Breaking Dawn movies. So what a trajectory going from Gods and Monsters what? to Dream Girls to Breaking Dawn Part One and Two, and then he went on to direct the Beauty and the Beast remake. Oh my god! No, nah, it's not. That that's the fallest of graces. Like. And look, Twilight's not the worst thing in the world to me, but like, Bill, I'm like, Bill, come on, Bill. Bill, you're better than this. Bill, come on. You have an Oscar. You go, you could direct Oscar caliber stuff, but instead you went to direct Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. It better have been a good fucking paycheck, Bill. It better have been a good fucking paycheck. You better be, I swear to God, if you're bankrupt right now, I'm going to be super mad. Bill, he hasn't directed a film since 2019, so hopefully he has oh some good thing coming up very, very soon. Well, it says he signed on to direct the movie in 2021, so let's let's hope that that all works out. He's so, on thin ice. Yeah, thin ice, Bill. Thin ice, thin ice. He's but no, gods and, gods and Monsters wouldn't work greatly either if it wasn't for the banter between Ian McKellen and Brendan Fraser. They have fantastic chemistry with one another. It's very captivating to watch 
And Brendan is just like so wild that he's working for this famous Hollywood filmmaker who made these two big movies, but he's slowly on the verge of basically dying. He's having all these seizures and everything. He's mentally unstable and he's very unhealthy, but he also is just so infatuated with Brendan Fraser's character, who I forgot what his name was. Oh, Clayton Boone. Fantastic name, by the way. Fantastic name. Um, Very fitted for Brendan. But yeah, Brendan, this was one of his more serious performances. This was at the point where he was doing a lot of comedies and action films like he was doing Encino Man and the um, Blast from the Past and Airheads. Dazzled like bedazzled he was doing all these comedies then he gets the opportunity to be in this oscar caliber drama and he really knocks it out of the park and he's fantastic in this he is so so good in this and i it's kind of shocking that he didn't get any award recognition all the awards were going to ian mckellen and lynn redgrave but brendan equally turned to he should have been nominated that was a great performance and yeah there's a lot of sequences that are very seductive and they leave you uncomfortable, but the movie is so captivating because of how it's being presented and the ending, not going to lie. It fucking stunned. It was a great ending and God, Ian McKellen. I mean, seriously, like this was a truly terrific performance and I would love for them to work together again. It would be very cool if they got to do a project together again. And yeah, Gods and Monsters, that's my number three. So are you going to pass or is this not on your list? It was until like five minutes before we started. Uh, I, I, it was, like, I acknowledge that it's, it's a fantastic movie. Like it's terrific. But I wanted to put movies on my list that I'm just like, man, I just think about that. And I just think of how much I love Brent Frazier and how amazing he is in the movie. That's not what I think about, you know. It's a yeah. terrific movie with him in it, but like, of course, that's not what I think about with, when I think about how much I love Ren Brazier. But like, you know, absolutely no notes on Beyond the Monsters. Terrific movie altogether. Absolutely, absolutely. So I have a gut feeling we have the same top two. Now the question is, do we have them in the same spots? That's Depends. the what tough question. <laughs> <laughs> damn it you caught me you caught me in the act it's one oh. and two. <laughs> oh man that's my number one and my number two. Oh, and no i now i think about it it's my number three as well damn it damn it you caught me that's so hijacked by that's so vengeance. that's so fucked no i i was gonna have extraordinary measures as my number two and my number one that was gonna but be the number anymore. two and number one well not but anymore Vengeance time <laughs> So uh, we all make mistakes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Brendan, we love you. So what is your number two? <laughs> Where the obsession began for me. Uh number two, I got Lynch's back in action. I yes. it's by it's by no means is that movie better than Gods and Monsters or uh or School Ties and the Mummy. But like, oh my god, that movie, this is a real story. Uh, I remember the I, first time I saw it, I think I had like one of those mini DVD players that I just like, mm-hmm. made in my room and watched it late at night. <laughs> um, um, and then I think I did. I just kept watching it every single day. Like, I'm not even joking. For the majority of my youth, it's just filled with Looney Tunes back in action. I remember one time I was at a cottage uh, with like a couple families, uh, my family and a couple others. And... Uh, we found a bunch of DVDs, and one of them was Looney Tunes back in action. I'm just like, oh, I love the movie. Let's pop it in. And then every day for the rest of the vacation, I watch it at least once. 
oh, I don't know what little me was so addicted to. So I went to go rewatch it again. And I'm like, okay, no, this movie's so much fun. It is a ton of fun. I love I'm a huge Looney Tunes fan in general. I just love the vibe of those those rascals. But um but uh again I, I Brent Brendan Fraser just my god, what is what what is he doing with that charm of his that he just like him and I remember like the whole thing with him and Daffy is just so funny, so infectious and like uh you know, it makes a lot of that movie like as fun as it is. Uh, it's just a fun adventure for one, like Legends or not, Brendan Fraser or not. Uh, see, also, I know we're, I know it's not related, but like Steve Martin's so fucking good in that movie. He is his so good. Um, yeah, no, I just a very fun movie that I, you know, I have per it's permanently tattooed into my brain, uh, because of how many times I've seen it. Uh, and for good reason, it's a it's a ton of fun, and I will probably rewatch it again once this is over. <laughs> Yeah, so it's my number two as well. I yeah. I grew up loving this movie so much. Like I watched it religiously too as a kid. I remember when it came out on DVD, my my dad took me to buy the DVD and I would just watch it nonstop. Like, because there was a point where I was like six or seven, and my parents just said, like, let's put a DVD player in your room so you can watch whatever you want, however much you want, so you don't hog up the TV in the living room. And I said, Thanks, parents. And <laughs> then <laughs> and then they gave me the DVD player, and then I put in Looney Tunes and I would watch it constantly, like at least like three times a week. I would just watch it all the time. Broke I was obsessed. I was I was obsessed. And then there was a period where I just I didn't watch it. There was a period where I just didn't watch it anymore. And every once in a while, if it were on TV, I would watch it. But I was never like religiously watching as much as I got older. And then it wasn't until maybe I was 16 years old where I saw that it was on TV and it was just about to start. I'm like, I haven't seen this since I was like eight years old. So I'm like, why not watch it? Let's see if I would enjoy now. Still enjoy it to this day. And as I get older, yeah. watch it at least once a year. Still love it to this day. It's it's insane to me how a lot of people, when talking about the Looney Tunes theatrical movies, they go and talk about Space Jam. Like, listen, no no disrespect to Space Jam. It's a fun movie. I don't I don't necessarily love it as much as other people do probably because i didn't associate my childhood really with that and i've never been a big basketball guy so watching that movie when i watched it, i'm like it's fun and michael jordan yeah he's cool and everything but also michael jordan can't act brendan no, frazier actually act. has acting chops and so does yeah. jenna elfman and so does um steve martin exactly like all these people have acting chops and they all commit. They they literally all commit. They all do so good. It's incredible yeah. how you convincingly believe that they're actually interacting with anime characters who aren't even there when they're making the movie. It's insane how they're able to pull it off as well as they do. And Brendan Fraser as Damian Drake Jr., DJ for short, he is so fucking good in this movie. He commits to the comedy. He's very good in the action sequences. Seriously, the whole conversation between him and Daffy when they're driving to Vegas, and he's like, you've seen those mom movies? I'm in them more than Brendan Fraser is. And then it literally, at the end, he runs into Brendan Fraser, then he punches him in the face, and it's I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? <laughs> 
I'm like, that's, that's brilliant. That, the that the meta is incredible in this. The meta is truly spot on. If it's, you want to ask me some of the best uses of meta in film, this movie easily is one of those contenders for me because like they commit, yeah. they make all these jokes. It's so great and they embrace it. It's fantastic. And the whole banter between all like him and Jenna Elfman and Daffy and Bugs is incredible. It's great when they're in Vegas and there's the whole chase sequence. And then when they're in the desert and then they run to that Walmart that randomly appears out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> I think I have the game. Is it garage or just product placement? Oh my God. So okay. good. <laughs> Who cares? Water, food. <laughs> the, the, the meta humor blew my mind as a kid. I was oh like, my God. Well, his it's name so- is Brendan. It was like, I, I'm in that movie with Brent Fraser. I'm like, but you're Brent Fraser. <laughs> no, no, no. The Brent Master does his own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That blew oh my, my mind. It's, it's so good. And also, I just want to acknowledge how fucking badass it is that the all the people in the world that they could have cast to play his father, they cast a James Bond, Timothy Dalton, as his father. And like. All- and to have them have a reunion a couple years later in the show Doom Patrol. That's oh my God. right. Oh my God. It's brilliant. And it's so funny. That was too. my first. That was my first because I watched it because I knew Brandon Frazier was in it. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea Timothy Dalton was in it. So when he was there, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's like God. Ex- it's like God knew that I was watching this and they did this Genuinely, for me. It did feel personal. <laughs> it, it was meant it's, for me. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's just so good. Honestly, for a long time, I had only seen Timothy Dalton in this. So when I later watched Hot Fuzz for the first time, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Damian Drake Sr. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. And then after every time now I watch Looney Tunes, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's Mr. Skinner from Hot Fuzz. Like, I just think of him as that character, but it's (laughs) like. It's incredible the amount of oh, range. Oh, like, oh, f- uh, fuck James Bond. Like, it, it's Mister Skinner and yeah, Damian Drake Senior. That's all that matters in Timothy Dalton's filmography. Been, he, Timothy Dalton has always been Damian Drake before he's been uh, uh, James Bond for me. Like, ser- it's so like weird. Damian Drake, Mister Skinner, and then James Bond. And then <laughs> that's James how it, Bond, that's yeah. how it goes for me. No, but fuck I James I love I, I just I love this movie so much, and it's just so much yeah. fun. And the Looney Tunes like. You know, they made that Space Jam sequel, which I didn't hate. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I, honestly, my expectations were very low because I, I don't, I hate LeBron. I really don't like LeBron <laughs> at all. So, like, my expectations were super low, and I was like, eh, it's fine. Like, I, it's nothing to like write home about. It's fine, but like, um, yeah, it would have been much better. If Brendan Fraser came in reprising his role as Damian Drake. Oh my god! I would have actually. I would have been like, "You're redeemed." Like, like that. That would have oh been like probably the best thing if they brought in all the characters from Looney Tunes. Like if they brought him and then um Kate Hodden and like, oh my god, incredible! Like it would have been just, amazing. And one Steve of the Martin most iconic. Oh my, oh my god! And Steve Martin, he's so good in this, and the laugh is incredible. <laughs> well, Mary. How would you like to do what a little kissing later? A little, little smooching later. <laughs> How would you like the to do a little smooching day. later? Oh, my God. Is so funny. Oh, my God. So great. <laughs> oh, God. You're a coyote. So... Be whining. <laughs> 
I have the game. I gotta hook up my GameCube and play it after this. Oh, I, I loved I love that game. I love that. And then they made it's that so acne game a few years later, and I played that shit on loop oh, on the yeah, PS2 yeah, yeah. like Wii, all the Wii? time. Oh, I, I had on the Wii like a show. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that that movie seriously like does everything like so well and then uh the last quote i'll say before we move on to our number one at the end of the movie when the ship is crashing down into the acting building where it's bucks and daffy he's like dad i think we should move what's wrong with beverly hills <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i meant from this spot oh my god so and the water tower thing at the start of the movie too is incredible that's a fantastic chase sequence and the a most iconic shot ever is him holding daffy in his hand and he just points at daffy and daffy just looks so stone cold <laughs> oops <laughs> i remember oh during the chase scene when daffy's like running he goes into like the the set thing and he just actually looks like he's running down the hall <laughs> he just <laughs> brendan like actually just busts <laughs> through it like, well, that's just cheating. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Well, I, we could literally do a whole podcast. That movie turns twenty years old next year. That's fucking nuts. Oh that's literally god. nuts. Like I turned twenty-two. <laughs> I turned twenty-five. <laughs> quarter quarter of a century old. Not looking forward to it. Anyway, to not look too far into the future, let's talk about the past. Let's talk about the present right now. Let's focus on now. Okay, so obviously. Our number one is very vengeance, of course. Like that's obviously yes. our number one. Dude, that raccoon. Like that what raccoon. Um, you know, the social network is not the best film. Uh, what year did that come out? 20... 2010. Yeah, 2010. Oh, yeah, the 2009, social network. Wait, hold on. Let me make sure. 2010. Furry I vengeance, know my furry Oh, it was 2010. And you don't know it. You're not a true fan. <laughs> <laughs> You fake, you fake motherfucker. I'll leave. I can leave. I can leave. I'm too embarrassed to keep going. Social Network, not the best picture of the year. Furry Vengeance was Sorkin's the best of the year. I'm just Colin saying, Firth in the King's Speech. No, Brendan Fraser for best actor. With that nonsense. I'm just Christian saying. Bale for best supporting actor. No. Um, the bear. Close. That's that's the, bear. the best supporting actor. I would argue no. the raccoon, but like <laughs> I can't make this joke go on forever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Brendan Fraser could probably do Social Network, but Jesse Eisenberg can never do Furry Vengeance. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, He would not pull off the juicy pants. No, he would not. He would not. He'd look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah. It would make me cringe so badly. I would be but, like, Jesse, please. <laughs> oh, please leave, dude. Anyways, Adriano, what is the number one pick for both of us? What is it? What could it possibly be of all the movies out there? What could possibly be our number one Brendan Fraser film of all time? It's The Mummy again. No. Uh, <laughs> the Mummy, Tomb uh, of the Dragon Emperor. It's The Whale. Uh, this movie <laughs> is just... I know there's some divisiveness from some haters out there. But, um, oh my god, this movie absolutely gutted me. I... From just from a fan perspective of him, like just kind of seeing him on screen after all these years, like, and not only just knock it out of the park, but like not only knock it out of the park, but like knock it out of the fucking stratosphere. Like he, that's the definition of a comeback performance. Not like it, yes, in the literal sense, but also like just a performance that make that he's just like, yeah, not only am I back, but fuck you, like seriously. You know what I mean, like that is the, quite a performance, and the movie itself. 
just sings this beautiful song of like of like empathy and like just love and all that like whenever i hear people going oh it's fat phobic i'm like you watch a different movie than i did like you watch something else like this movie's fervently anti-fat phobic and you know i just i remember like like the first viewing i said i have of this film just kind of being sucked in instantly by fraser and like get, just watching him give it one thousand percent after all these years is one of the most sorry uh one of the most um lovely films i like things i've seen in such a long time and it just made me so happy to see him back in action yeah, yeah back in action <laughs> And talk a little bit about your experience because you saw the movie at TIFF. So you were there when that yes. big stand ovation happened. So what, what was that feeling like? Well, first of all, like building up to it because you tried to go see him right before the screening yes. and you were very close. You were very close. I, I, I wanted to get a photo with him, not just for brand for branding purposes. Yes. But also like, you know, I, that's my, that's one of my favorite, that's like my favorite actor as a kid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. let's get him a photo with him. Um, but everyone, that's everyone else had the same idea, I guess. But I was unbelievably close because I went hours before to the right carpet, but there was already massive, like a massive people there, which is insane. Like I was, I was at the glass onion thing, uh, the night before and, but yeah, the night before and I, and I got to the, and I got me and a couple other friends, we got to the glass onion, right carpet, like area, like nothing. We just got in like, and it was like, like 20 minutes before the movie started. Um, uh, you know, so you know that definitely speaks volumes to how the the vibe because there were many moments where we just start chanting Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> like it was the vibe there was just very pro Brandon Fraser. Like it was clear as day. Um, and I remember after the movie, we all I think the entire crowd clearly liked it a lot. But I think all of us kind of had this idea because they were announcing the cast. Hey, Sink was there. Ty Simpkins was there. Samuel D. Hunter, the writer, Darren Aronofsky, but Brandon was last. I think all of us kind of had the same idea of like, let's wait. Like we all applauded everything out. Mm-hmm. The second they said the phrase and Brendan Fraser, whoop, everyone just bolted up. I can't even just... imagine. I can't even, I cannot even imagine. Like, mm-hmm. I, because like I, I knew so many people that, you know, we, we both follow on everything that were at that screen with you. And mm-hmm. I was just like, it just feels so surreal, like seeing all these videos of him getting these lawn ovations. Like when that Venice clip dropped of him getting that ovation, that was very euphoric to see, like come to it was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. And then obviously with the film coming to TIFF a few weeks after that, it was like I Same I thing. kept saying to myself, I was like, what's it going to be like at TIFF? Is it going to be just as long? Is it going to be shorter? And it was a little shorter, but it was still like really long. I think it was and then sh- when it was I watched it. <laughs> And then when I watched the Q&A video after I had seen the movie, I was just like, oh, my God, where are the questions? And it was just like they kept in the entire like five to eight minutes of everyone just cheering and applauding. And just like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. And just to be clear, Tiff, Tiff is not known for the long applause. Applauses. No. The only reason they didn't go. Like, we could have definitely gone longer, but the guy running the Q&A was like, all right, all right, sit down. Like, yeah. <laughs> sit down. Simmer down. That's enough. That's yeah, enough. I remember I. I, I I've been I mean I've been vocal I've been predicting Brendan Fraser to win Best Actor since uh since 2021 and yeah I and I sort of said I said like, I knew it from the beginning there is a ground soul support for this guy coming like it's brewing and the extent to which I was correct is shocking me 
Like it, it, the love for this guy is so it's just palpable. It's insane. It's incredible. And obviously, going into my number one, it's the same thing. The whale. Um. Yeah. I was so excited when this movie was announced. I'm a huge Aronofsky fan. I love the guy so much. If you guys want to hear my full thoughts on him, I did an episode a while back with the wonderful Kenzie Venunu of Oscar Central. And my hype for this movie was so high walking into it. And, th- and we recorded the episode like weeks before it premiered at Venice. And then all the reactions came out of Venice and they were not all positive, but everyone was universally singling out Brendan's performance. Everyone's like, Brendan is incredible. I didn't love the movie, but Brendan just knocked me off my seat. And then Tiff, same thing, like uh, movie's good, whatever. Some people love it. Some people hate it, but everyone just loved Brendan. And then I got to see the movie at a film festival here in Jersey. And I remember just being like, oh my God, Brendan's coming. Like, this is this is surreal. This is, it, it's insane. Yeah. And being in that room with him, well, knowing that he was in the room watching the movie, it was like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. I just, can't, I can't. And I right. knew that the movie was going to be a very difficult watch because with Aronofsky, it's never not a difficult watch. But I didn't expect to feel as emotional as I was. And then I don't cry a lot during movies. I get emotional. Maybe a single tear comes down, but no, I was blubbering, sobbing. It was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. And um, I saw it with two of my friends and I'm just like, I, I need to get out of it. I can't be in here. And then <laughs> since there was a Q&A afterwards with Stephen Colbert and Brendan Fraser, I was like, oh my God, Brendan's going to come on stage and he's going to see my eyes because I was literally center of the <laughs> stage. And I'm like, I have to wipe this away now. <laughs> tell i'm like friend tell me something that will piss me off please (laughs) oh and it was one of the best discussions i've ever been to in my life just brendan talking about his process working with darren and his method and getting into character and just how fucking grateful he is that we all get to be together to watch this movie in a theater and just be surrounded by the people we love and just like all the love that he's been getting. Like you can just see how moved he was. And it's so beautiful. And the movie itself is so fucking terrific. In my opinion, I understand some people's criticisms with it. I totally understand that. And yes, it's not the easiest watch. And I know some people are like, Oh, it's not easy. I, I get it. I totally understand it. It's not an easy watch. It made me uncomfortable for sure, but I was so riveted from start to finish because of the characters that Aronofsky and Sam Hunter, who wrote the script based on his play, like brought to life. And just the filmmaking on display was so impressive. And Matt Lipatique, I think, deserves a massive round of applause. Uh, the sets are the set was great. The apartment, I love how claustrophobic I felt watching it. Yeah. I didn't know going into the movie that it was going to be four by three. I had no idea that it was going to be that because I didn't hear anyone say that in their reviews. I didn't hear anyone talk about it. I didn't see it online because everyone was just talking about Brendan's performance and Sadie Sink and Han Chow and how it was directed and written and everything. But nobody talked about the four by three. And honestly, when some movies try to do the four by three aspect ratio, it's like, what's the point? Do we really need this? But it worked for this. It worked for this with how Aronofsky was presenting this story. And yeah, you've heard everyone talk about this that has seen the movie. The The last 20 minutes of this movie are. I mean, I knew that they were going to be tough. 
but I was not ready in the long haul for it. Like, and I remember I messaged you right before I saw the movie. You said, you're not ready. Just stop. <laughs> you ain't ready. And I'm like, I, I know I'm not. I'm not, not going to be okay. And I, it's one of my favorite endings that I've seen in recent memory. And the last Brent, 20 minutes of this movie are like absurd. Like they, wow. they are. It's, it's absurd, but it's so compelling and so good. And yeah. the idea of love and forgiveness and empathy and just hope. And it's just like this reconnection with this father and his daughter who he abandoned when she was young. And, you know, it's this last glimmer of hope. It's like he has one last chance to redeem the relationship with his daughter. And it's so captivating to watch. And everybody around Brendan is great. Say Sink, I thought, did a great job. Han fucking Chow. Oh, my God. She is so spectacular in this that um, she's on a fire right now, especially this year. The menu oh, yeah, fucking year the menu fucking slapped. The menu is incredible. And showing up, which has not come out yet. I saw that. I met. I she was great. One. She was great in that. She was very lovely and wholesome in it. And, and then Samantha Morton, holy shit. Her one scene, yeah. like she is the queen of oh, one she, scene cameos. So she was so good. And she oh, said and that she was great in this. It's like Samantha. <laughs> My God. She's, she's like, like, oh, I got one scene. Oh, yeah. Give me more next time. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Darren, you fucking jerk. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really everything about this movie is great. And that that crescendo just builds up to something. And that ending, really, that ending is going to stick with you and stuck I, with me. I, I haven't seen the movie in almost two months, and I'm seeing it again this weekend. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about that ending. And really, after that movie ended, I needed the biggest hug possible. Please yeah. tell the people in your life that you love them. Like always tell your family that you love them Absolutely. and your friends and be thankful for who you have in your life. Just be grateful. And I, my God, I was really blown away. And yeah, I fully believe that Brendan is winning the Oscar. And I had said that before I had seen the movie, but I was like, I don't want to yeah. assume he's going to win. So I'm just going to wait until I see the movie. Then I saw the movie and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, there's no other competition. Now, look, Colin Farrell in Banshees was great. I like Austin Butler and Elvis, but Brendan Fraser, so what he better. what he what he did in The Whale was so much better. And it's going to be a great narrative. It's a great comeback story. And the Academy who loves is, their comebacks. Angry at him winning, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think any I mean. A couple cynics. Of I mean, I'm sure there are people that are like, oh, it's not the best performance of the year. I, I mean, I don't know if it's my number one performance of the year. Lead actor performance, it's my number one performance of the year. That's tough. That's really tough. But it's sure, one of the like, like, it's like top three performances of the year. Even, for me. The thing, even if you're not like in love with the performance, how could you be upset with that guy winning? Oh, I don't, I don't think anyone will be upset. They'll be happy. It's like, oh, Brendan has his moment and now he's winning an Oscar and it's going to feel so surreal. I'm going to be like fucking Damien Drake Jr. is an Oscar winner. Like, that's just <laughs> like, that's just, to me, that's like, to me, that's an incredible thing. That's just like, I mean, I mean, the performance he gives in this movie is absolutely surreal and like all timer, in my opinion. It, but also, it, I'm going to pretend if he wins, I'm going to pretend he won for losing back in action. <laughs> it, like, 
I, I was so worried going into, I was like, oh, I'm sure he'll live up to the hype. Like I knew he could go these places, but I mean, he like, sur- he found a way to surpass my I, expectations I as well. I, I'll be honest. I did not think he can do that. I did not think he can do that. Like what he does here. Oh my God. And now he's one of those actors to where I say this a lot on the podcast. If an actor convincingly cries, even out of context, you somehow find a way of crying with them. Brendan Fraser, when he cries, especially in this movie, yeah. you just want to cry with him. It's just so, like, I can't even properly describe it. And I wish we could say so much more, but obviously the movie hasn't come out yet. But right. yeah, seriously, guys, like, when this movie comes out, Watch like, it. yeah, you may either love it or hate it, but one thing's for sure, you will be very impressed with what Brendan brings to his performance and also with what he pulls off. Exactly. And the makeup work, too, is incredible. It's it's so impressive. And right now, I think this is going to win best makeup. I, I could be wrong, but yeah. right now I have this and Brendan taking home the Oscars. Like, look, does this have to get into best picture? No. Would I be angry if it misses? No, I wouldn't be. But Brendan, Han Chow, and the makeup, like, absolutely like I need yeah. those three nominations and then I'll be good. If it doesn't get into screenplay, fine, whatever. But Brendan, Han, and the makeup, please make that happen. I think those three are like definitely happening. I think so too. Fingers Which is crossed. Why I think it's like definitely getting picture. I I I have it I have it in for picture right now, too. It's very low on the picture list for me, but I do have it in. I have it in. So I'm very excited to see where this goes as more people start to see it. I'm a little worried that um there's gonna be very little people that love it and more people that hate it. But we'll have to see what happens when the movie hits its release. So fingers crossed about that. But obviously, The Whale being our number one, it just shows how much we love it and how much we appreciate. So before we get into talk about some of the films that didn't make our cut, as well as talk about some of the films that he has coming out, let's recap our list from five to one. So, Adriano, what is your list? Uh, Number five, Insignia Man. I'm proud of it. Um, Number number, uh, four, School Ties. Three of the money, two slingers back in action, and then one the whale. And to recap my list, coming at number five, school ties, number four, the mummy, number three, gods and monsters, two Looney Tunes back in action, and number one, of course, the whale. So that is it with our list. So let's talk about some of the films that didn't make the cut. So Adrian, what are some films that you want to give a shout out to? Uh furry vengeance. No. Uh <laughs> we gotta stop mentioning that movie. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> George of the Jungle is so stupid, but oh my god, I, it's such a fun <laughs> movie. Um, uh, I mentioned Journey. You, I think one of us mentioned Journey to the Center of the Earth. I, I um, mentioned I, it. I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a great movie. I think. It's, I think yeah. it's a fun movie too. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I do right. remember really enjoyed it. Although one of my favorite sequences is when they're running away from the dinosaur. <laughs> Have you ever seen a dinosaur before? No, with skin on it. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I mean, reference today after the whole uh, Actors on Actors announcements, but Airheads is a lot of fun. I haven't seen uh, that. I really want to see that. Uh, it's really funny. I uh, love Steve Buscemi. I love him, too. Yeah. Uh, what else got that we didn't mention? Uh, the, oh, uh, Miss, Mrs. Winterborn is another movie that, like, I see the Ron Tomatoes score. I'm like, Really? Like, I get it's not the best movie in the world, but like, really? It's pretty fun still. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then, uh, just because, you know, Canadian, got to mention it. But uh, totally do right. Not good, but 
<laughs> it's enjoyable. <laughs> oh, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, Georgia the Jungle. I loved that shit when I was a kid. I loved yeah. that so much. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I remember when Disney Plus came out and I said to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to rewatch Georgia the Jungle because I remember watching that religiously when I was a kid. Haven't seen Disney mm-hmm. Plus has been out for three years. Haven't watched Georgia the Jungle at all. So I, I definitely need to, to make that. that. I definitely need to get on that for sure. Um. Uh, let's see what else there is. Um, yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth is so much fun. And honestly, that was at the point where Josh Hutcherson was like the kid that would get cast in every project. It's like if there's a movie coming out where there's like a 13, 14 year old, Josh Hutcherson's going to play. Like think about how Sathora, RV, Firehouse Dog, Bridge to Terabithia. Something else came out at that point, too. I don't remember. Bridge of Terabithia fucking slaps. That movie is great, but it's also a fucking downer. (laughs) Traumatized me when I was a kid and still does traumatize me to this day as an almost 25-year-old, so that's not okay. Um, Get over it, idiot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Grow up, you fuckball. Get over it. What are you, hanging over a creek with a rickety rope? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> your friend leslie's dead <laughs> i can't i can't make I jokes like, about oh, that <laughs> i can make jokes about it. she's a fictional character <laughs> i can't i can't i can't do that i can't do that oh my god um <laughs> uh and then i, I guess no in terms friends, of loser. yeah <laughs> um and then in terms of other stuff mm, I guess Blast from the Past. So I'll mention that. That's a fun movie. That's fun. Um, yeah. Nothing special. I'll be honest. Like when I watched it, I watched it about three years ago. Um, this girl that I was really good friends with in college, she was obsessed with that movie. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. I like Brendan Fraser. Alicia Silverstone's not my favorite, but sure, why not? And it's fun, but you know, nothing to write home about. Not but great. Um, great. yeah, but other than that, I mean, I haven't. There's still plenty of Brendan Fraser movies that I haven't seen. Um, honestly, Monkey Bone sounds like a movie that I would really like, but according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's a not so great movie. It's and, another one of those Brendan Fraser movies, so it's not very good. But, yeah, and okay. and also Crash is not that good of a movie, but Brendan is very good in it. He is so very I, good. So I want to give him a shout out for that. Like the whole fight between him and um Sandra Bullock, like and I love Sandy B. She's great. But like Brendan, I thought was the superior actor in that. And it is kind of cool that Brendan Fraser did star in an Oscar winning best picture movie, even though it should not have won the Oscar for best picture. But I guess Brendan being in it might be decent enough. But I, all jokes aside, I mean, like I haven't seen everything with Brendan, but everything that I've seen, I pretty much have liked. There's there has yet to be a movie from him that I don't like. Honestly, my least favorite movie from him is. You know, the third mummy movie, that's my least favorite thing that I've seen him in. And, you know, that's saying a lot. So to talk about the movies that he has coming out, let me talk about the smaller movie and then let's get to the uh, the massive one. Um, So the smaller movie is a comedy called Brothers, and it stars Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage as siblings and Brendan Fraser's in it. And Glenn Close is also in it. And I'll be honest. This could be fun or this could be really shitty. The idea of Josh Brolin and Peter English playing siblings, I mean, sign me up at Brendan's in it. Sure, why not? Like, I like when Brendan does comedy, so why not talk about that? Um, so I honestly like 
it could be fun, but I have no high hopes for it. But let's talk about Killers of the Flower Moon. Let's talk about yeah. our anticipation for that. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So I'm very bummed that it didn't come out this year. I'm really I'm I'm really yeah. sad it didn't come out this year. Um obviously Scorsese, of course, how could you not be excited? And then DiCaprio and De Niro headline it. Of course, that's great. Although, I'll nice. be honest, it would be nice if Scorsese picked a different actor to lead his film, not the same two actors every time. But that being hey, said, Jesse Plemons this time. That's true. Jesse Plemons is in this, which is very exciting. And um, I'm so excited to see what Willie Gladstone brings to the movie. I'm very yeah. excited for that. But Brendan Fraser, I have no idea what he's going to be doing in this movie. Yeah. I have no idea how big I, or small this role is going to be. I really but hope him this isn't like working a with Scorsese. Yeah, I, I think so too. But him working with Scorsese, that's a huge that's step in awesome. his career. Like seriously, to go from Soderbergh to Aronofsky to Scorsese, like that's that's a hell of a streak. That's a hell of a streak right there. And no one would have ever guessed that this would ever happen to Brendan. And now it is. And obviously I'm super excited for the film. I cannot wait. Of course, Scorsese directed it. Of course I'm excited to see it. But honestly, like when Brendan Fraser got cast in it, I was mostly excited to see what he was going to bring to it because like, when he got cast in this, the whale hadn't come out yet. He had already shot it. And when I went to the film festival here in Jersey, he talked a little bit, just a smidge about what it was like working with Scorsese. He's like, it's just as incredible as you could possibly imagine working with someone like right. Scorsese. Like, I'm so excited to see how this film plays out. It will probably be three and a half hours long and that's okay. I trust Scorsese with that too short. Exactly. That's way too short, but I'm excited to see. Yeah. Me more Brendan, please. I I want to say, I'm so excited to see a sequence between DiCaprio and Frazier. And I hope that happens like, please. And if seriously, Brendan walking away with the Oscar for best actor, it's going to be nice seeing two Oscar winners go back and forth with each other, Leo and, Brendan, like, please. Like, and potentially De Niro, too. And potentially De Niro. Like, please. This would be... This, so I, this is going to be a, one of the best films of 2023. I'm calling it right now. I'm so excited to see that. I cannot yeah, wait. Pretty, pretty my my body is not ready. My body is not ready for it. I hope it premieres at some film festival. Please do not premiere at Cannes. Do not premiere at Cannes. Because then I you'll have to force me to fly to France and spend two grand to go see Kills of Our Moon. Come to TIFF. Come to New York. I don't care where you premiere first, but just come to one of those festivals, please. Oh, my God. My my hype is so high for this movie. It's ridiculous. So how excited are you for this movie? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm a huge Scorsese fan in general. Like, Irishman was my most anticipated movie of 2019. Not Endgame. It was Irishman. Irishman Um, was my most anticipated as well. And it didn't disappoint. Oh, no, it did not. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously excited to see it, but, like, I just, all I can do is remember the day that I found out. Like, I like I knew he was, like, this Brendan Fraser comeback was coming. And then I see that news story where it's like, he's going to be in Killers, the new Marvel Scorsese movie. I'm just like, dude, tears flowed. I was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. Like, it's actually happening. Oh, my God. So I, so I, wonder what, I wonder what big director he's going to work with next. Spielberg, Spielberg. Hey, honestly, it'll probably happen. And can we just talk about how disappointed it is that we're never going to see Batgirl? That is, I I got to say, though, Warner Brothers shooting itself in the leg by not cashing in on the comeback. Oh, my. I, I really think so, too. 
it, it can't be that bad of a movie. There's no way it's that bad. There's no, no way. way. No, I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. I, I mean, again, I haven't seen any of the footage, but I was so excited to see him well, play a comic book villain. That was so exciting. That was like, Look, we the, still, at least, we, at least we have the Doom Patrol still. That's true. We do have that. Not we do have that. But, you know. One of my favorite interviews that he's done since um, promoting the whale was um, when someone asked him about upcoming projects. Someone asked him and Sam Hunter. Sam Hunter's like, oh, I have this play coming out. And Brenda Fraser's is like a Batgirl. Oh, and then he just stares at the camera for like 20 seconds. He's like, <laughs> and then he just starts laughing. It was great. He just like stared at Sam Hunter's laughing. But Brenda's just like, oh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great. No, I honestly, though. Hopefully we get the opportunity to see him play the character that he was supposed to play in Hope, Batgirl. Buddy, that sounds great. Like, I, and I just, honestly, I was excited to see him work with Michael Keaton. I was really excited about that parent. Yeah. Like I was really excited to see that. And it's like, Oh, Warner brothers. What the fuck? Like nice, nice fuck up morons. Seriously. Nice fuck up. But to close out our thoughts on the wonderful Brendan Fraser, seriously, just a truly one of a kind soul, a fantastic yeah. performer. I'm so happy that he's back. I'm really happy that now he's mm. making his comeback and that we're all celebrating him and just so excited to see where he goes from here. I grew up loving him. That love has never died. And now the love has grown even more as an adult. Just seeing him with all the acting choices that he's made since deciding to come back to acting. And He's a brave guy. He really is. And yeah. I love him so much. And I'm so happy for him. And I will always be a fan of Brendan Fraser. Like, he's just one of those actors that is hard not to like. And I'm, I'm really happy for him. I, I love the guy so much. He's so great. Yeah, man. One of the reasons I love film is this fucking guy. Yeah, you owe a lot to him. I do. He really is just truly one of the best. And Adriano, it was such a blast having you on today on it Film Fragments. To be on. So thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, thank no, you so much for coming on. No problem at all. I'll do it again. <laughs> Brendan Fraser revisit coming in one year from now when Killers of the Flower Moon comes out. And that's when number he, one. Exactly. Oscar winner Brendan Fraser. That's, that's, that's Oscar winner Brendan Fraser, and then he'll come for his second Oscar. It will happen. Three-time Oscar winner Brendan Fraser. Three-time Oscar winner old, Brendan old, Fraser. Old he'll even get nominated for that um brothers movie, that bros movie that he's doing or whatever. Exactly. A brothers movie. Brothers. No, not Bro the Billy Eichner one. No, not the Billy Eichner movie. <laughs> so Adriano, where could the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Adrian Caparuso, where I talk about trophies and uh, Brent Fraser for the most part. You can also find me on YouTube, uh, which is just Adriano Caparuso. It's my name. But, you know, I didn't think through on that one. <laughs> Best Mario Brothers uh, trailer reaction I've ever seen. <laughs> Seriously, like I, that's all I'm gonna say. If the people listening are like, "Huh," just just go watch. Just go. Just go watch. Just you, you, you won't be you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> and you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Letterboxd. Simply at Brian Suffield. You guys can subscribe to the show on any podcast platform that you're listening to. We have a Twitter and Instagram, so you can follow those to stay up to date with what's going on in this world of film fragments. Guys, we're coming to the very end of the year. We just have three more episodes left this year. It's so crazy. And the three episodes that we have lined up, you guys are going to be absolutely in love with them. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to them. So please stay tuned for what we have to come. 
guys really thank you so much as always for listening thank you so much for staying with me on this journey thank you guys really from the bottom of my heart for all you've done for film fragments and i'll see you guys for the very next episode take care everybody